Hi there, your buddy the humble farmer here with an hour of old-fashioned music just for you. Thank you for listening. Do you think in quantitative terms? One of my wife Marsha's friends replied to Marsha's letter with this. Listen to this. We live in close quarters, a 1,300-square-foot condo and a former church. I I do understand that one gets square feet by multiplying length by width, so their place is 10 feet wide and 130 feet long. Have you ever been to our house? I have no idea how wide our house is or how long it is. The only time you'd need to know that would be when you were going to cut down a spruce tree to saw into six by sixes to replace the rotted sills on the north side. Does a 1,300-square-foot condo mean anything to you? When I really want to confuse people, I tell them that we live in an area, oh, it's about the size of the reading room at Harvard Law School. Hi there, this is Clark Terry here, reminding you to pull your bearskins a little closer to the fire. That's it. <laughs> now you're talking to hey. Ah, watch out for those snapping sparks. Everybody cozy? Now the good news is that you're in time for the humble farmer. You've worked hard all day, and you deserve to relax now. So stay right there and listen to the best of this kind of music.
Oscar. Oscar and Stephen Grappelli here on The Humble Farmer. Thank you for listening. Facebook, as you know, is a sickness. I think I've already knocked out the outline for a newspaper column already on Facebook this morning, and that's my excuse for hanging out on Facebook for so long. I write my radio rants and my newspaper columns on Facebook. That's where they start out. And they start out as stream-of-consciousness things. I just kind of babble, which is the easiest way to write. Facebook is also a great place to sit back and observe human nature. Like Miss Marple, who saw so much living as she did in a village, one sees so much, so you see so much just reading Facebook. All the different shades of humanity are revealed here on Facebook in just a line or two. And one of my favorite character types that I see on Facebook is the one that prowls around until something is found that can be construed as an error. Do you have people who point out errors on your Facebook page? What do you call this kind? What do you call the kind of people who delight in pointing out flaws in anything they see? Now, don't tell me it's wives. We all enjoy seeing flaws. It's human nature. We all enjoy seeing flaws in others because it gives us a feeling of superiority. For years, way back before we had computers, I used to try to have at least one misspelled word in each newspaper column I wrote to give us, you know, to give many of my readers a feeling of superiority. They liked me because they felt superior to me because I couldn't spell. Reading whatever I wrote made them feel good about themselves because they could always find something wrong with it. And you know me, you know I can't spell. Sometimes I didn't have, I didn't even have to, I didn't even have to try to have a misspelled word in my column. So making people feel good was the easiest thing I did all day.
House Blues, Fletcher Henderson. We read that Stephen Hawking... Oh, it's time to remind you that you're listening to The Humble Farmer, for which I am grateful. Thank you, thank you. With any luck at all, you know, you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time right here on your favorite station. Thank you for listening. Love to hear from you. Uh, Played a special song for John Leake last week. Tell me what you want to hear. If I've got it and if I like it, you know I'm going to play it. Love to hear from you. TheHumbleFarmer at gmail.com. Okay. Did I did I get started on this? I can't remember if I already unloaded this this rant on you or not. I don't think I have. We read we read that Stephen Hawking says that humans only have a hundred years to find a new planet. For years Stephen Hawking has warned that threats including climate change, destruction from nuclear war, well that would finish us and genetically engineered viruses put humankind in grave danger. Is there another kind of danger? That's what the, remember, that's what he said in the TV program there. Is there another kind? He, uh, Hawkins thinks that the human species will have to populate a new planet within a hundred years if it is to survive. And this is what the BBC said in a statement. With climate change, overdue asteroid strikes, epidemics, and population growth, our own planet is increasingly precarious. And of course, getting away from it, going to another planet, reminds me of the story about Father Griggs Bogart. You remember the story? You can move out of your house, but the Bogart is right on top of your wagon, following behind. And you know this is true. You see people on vacations, to get away, go to get away, go on a vacation. But you'll notice that they take their cell phones with them. They're always there poking at it, find out what's going on. People shout, you hear them hollering about this all the time. I've got to get away. Tell me this. How do you get away from yourself?
And I guess that must be the end of it right there. Oscar and Stephen Grappelli here on The Humble Farmer. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you again for listening. See, I was going to play that one there for you. I think I got the right one queued up here. Be careful what I do. If you had an ad on the list of Craig, you're familiar with the list of Craig, if you had an ad on it to sell a bicycle, if I wanted that bicycle from you, I would not call you and say, Hello? I would say, This is Robert Scoglin calling about the bicycle you have for sale. Period. Get that out of the way and get on with the business of the day. Now, you can't believe the runaround I just had with a man who called about the three-wheel bike I have listed on the list of Craig. I thought he was a machine, because even after I identified myself as Robert Scoglin, how may I direct your call, he kept saying, Hello? Now, thank goodness, he finally, he finally got around to saying that he was calling about a bike, so this immediately let me know it wasn't a machine, so I started to pay a little more attention. When I was in the seventh grade, Mr. Bragdon taught us how to answer a telephone. Now, I don't even know if we had a telephone. We probably didn't even have a telephone when I was in the seventh grade. Because I can remember the first telephone call I ever made, and I can remember what I said, and it was after I was in the sixth grade. I do know that because of the person I called. So I, so I probably knew how to use a telephone before, I even, before we even had a telephone in the house. I wish more people had learned how to talk on a telephone when they were in the seventh grade. Make life a lot more simpler for all of us now. And by the way, to date I have sold two of the items I put on the list of Craig. A bicycle. I still have uh, this bicycle and a 49 Chevrolet to go. Perhaps today, after today, only the car to go. Maybe the guy's going to buy the bicycle. This list of Craig is a wicked powerful tool. I would put more things on there and sell things that I don't need. But I can't think of anything else I have that I don't need.
Ted Weems here on Humble Farmer, where with any lucky doll you can hear me playing old-fashioned music just for you every week at this time. I am thehumblefarmer at gmail.com and I would love to have you tell me what you would like me to play. love to play request numbers. I, I get about one a year. The email I got said, She tore her ACL this summer but still managed to travel. In France, she proceeded to break her wrist. (laughs) Now, if you are a parent who has a kid involved in sports, you already know what an ACL is. But because I could never afford to have children, I had to look up ACL to learn that it is a ligament in the knee. If you have an opinion on sports, you shouldn't be surprised to hear that I do too. The man who gave me, Mr. Johnson, my banker, the man who gave me the garage door I open every morning, Mr. Johnson shuffled through life on injured knees. He told me he hobbled because his knee joints had been destroyed playing football in high school. This is neither surprising nor worthy of mention, but he said, listen to this, he said that given a chance, he'd do it all over again, which still amazes me. Because I was a spindly, wimpy little kid. And because I was a wimpy, spindly little kid, I was always the last one chosen to be on any team if I were tolerated at all. Nobody wants him. And as a result, I was never injured by others playing sports. The only time I felt accepted by the group was when I was 14. I accidentally cut off my right shin bone while chopping down a tree with an axe. This tree had eaten my kite, and I, and I hobbled around in a cast for a month.
Stephen Grappelli, Oscar Peterson here on Humble Farmer in a discussion of the best countries to visit if you want to be kidnapped. Facebook friend Daniel said, I ain't going none of them places. Couldn't stand the rejection. Anyone who has ever been rejected when visiting a foreign country certainly didn't bring enough money. a young girl who suited him nice. He went to his papa to ask his advice. His papa said, son, I have to say no. That girl is your sister, but your mama don't know. Hey, who is me? Shame and scandal in the family. Hey, who is me? Shame and scandal in the family. A week went by and the summer came down And soon another girl on the island he found He went to his papa to name the day His papa shook his head and this time he did say You can't marry this girl, I have to say no The girl is your auntie but your granny don't know Hey, oh, is me Shame and scandal in the family Hey, oh, is me Shame and scandal in the family Now he went to his mama and covered his head He told his mama what his papa had said His mama, she laughed, she said, go man, go Your daddy ain't your daddy, but your daddy don't know Hey, oh, is me Shame and scandal in the family Hey, oh, is me Obviously written way back before DNA testing became popular. And speaking of the law of inverted averages, which we seem to be doing... Have you noticed that every day there seems to be more and more famous people that nobody has ever heard of? And today, earlier today, it was a woman named Samantha B. Samantha B. How can Samantha B. already be famous when I've never heard of her? You can't turn on your television set. But what they are interviewing some famous baseball player, a movie star, a singer that seems to have materialized already famous, you know, like like Venus on the half shell. Thousands of people show up to see these famous unknown people perform outside and in blizzards or in theaters that collapse or in other venues where people carry guns to protect themselves and end up shooting two or three of their neighbors who throw popcorn and make too much noise texting. Now, many of us older folks now live in an unfamiliar world where where going to bed when the sun goes down looks more and more attractive.
can't I can't say I ever heard that before on him. It was looking at you. Looking at you. Looking at you, Oscar. Peterson here on the humble farmer. Where with any luck at all? You can hear me playing old playing old fashioned music just for you every week at this time. Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening. When I first did the mathematics to put a shower stall in our upstairs bathroom, I saw that a custom-built shower stall was feasible. It would, it would fit nicely in the allotted space. Now, we're talking about what used to be... This bathroom used to be a tiny closet in a 1811 house. Also, the roof slopes down in that bathroom. There's no dharma, because it's only about... Only have a four-foot ceiling on the east side of the of that room. Not much space, but then I realized that once you got into this tiny shower stall, it would be like being enclosed in a metal culvert. It would be so small that once in it, your arms would be would be pinned to your sides, and you wouldn't even be able to wash your body.
Ghana. Ghana, time for a couple more. My, one of my friends was wondering if he should start taking $1,500 from his Social Security when he's 62 or $2,000 a month from his Social Security when he is 66.2. He has two choices. Which one would you take? Now, of course, it all depends. And if you think about it, the choice would be a simple one in some cases. If you smoke, it would probably be wise to take your Social Security as soon as possible.
Scar. Stephen Grappelli, and wonderful bass. <laughs> that bass player sounded the best on that tune of any of the ones I think we've heard in the show here. On this show. So that was, he was really on for that, wasn't he? Huh? On page, well, thank you for listening, by the way. On page 550 of a psychology book, one sees the question When is middle age? Reading down, we learn that there is no consensus on when middle age begins and ends. But here's the catch. People with low socioeconomic status tend to report earlier beginnings of middle age and old age. And you can believe that I was more than somewhat distressed to learn this. Because if income can determine one's position on this road of life, there's no doubt but what I died of old age back around 1978. Thank you for listening.